0: Robert Dubois, he's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet.
1: I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court date is coming up. And
0: Miss Waller said maybe you could help me out. You're in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't... Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures. If this mission weren't more important than you could possibly imagine, are you in? out. Good.
1: Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. I need to feel the rain drops on my head, on my head.
0: Hey guys, sorry I'm late. I had to go number two. Good to know.
1: You are oh boy, you are back, you're listening to a brand new episode of words from blurs not sure if that was synced up or not i am jt and on the other side of the uh, microphone is my co-host adil what's going on bro yeah what's up what's up what's up oh uh i believe uh just like everyone in the description of the or the title of this episode you're listening to a review of The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, starring, let's go down a quick list uh, Sylvester Stallone, David Dastmalchian, Margot Robbie, uh, Michael Rooker, uh, Idris Elba, uh, uh, Viola Davis. There's just so many people in this movie, but it never feels overwhelming. This is, yeah,
0: it's literally, this is
1: the definition of an ensemble cast right here. Truly. James Gunn said in several interviews he set out to make like a nineteen sixties or seventies war caper. And you know boy, what did he succeed?
0: He did, he did, cause the um I guess you could say the, the first one, the original Suicide Squad movie. Um, David Ayers gave it kind of like a, a hot topic y, you know, kind of like neon. It was a, it was emo, a very
1: neon gothic yeah, kind of feel to movie.
0: It. And, and James and, Gunn, man, he, he like you said that that sixties action war movie type thing. Yo, he got that through and through.
1: Yeah, this movie it delivers on so many levels, especially and and, so, and many levels that the first one did not. Um, one, this movie does not rely on the Joker for Harley's. In this in this movie, this movie, I mean, it gives everybody. No one really has their own backstory. Um, but it definitely doesn't. No one needs to have their own backstory in this movie. You no. need maybe one or two dialog, two sentences of dialogue for maybe a couple of individuals. But other than that, you yeah. are yeah, just you, invested in this movie from the moment it starts.
0: You you get the main like point of what their character is and what they're about. Like you said, just from you know a couple lines of dialogue from viola davis and the rest of it just kind of shines through from the performance of the actors
1: yeah and i just let's just start off with like the 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 head woman in charge here first let's just can we just talk about viola davis's performance in this movie oh of course yeah really quickly viola wow i mean she was she was kind of like a a stone wall
0: the main antagonist
1: the real main
0: antagonist of this movie
1: no, but in the first movie, I mean, yeah, for sure. But In the first movie, she was very Stonewall, kind of no-nonsense. But in this movie, Amanda Waller is such a dick. But, like, in the way that she should be, mm-hmm. like, you get the sense that this is somebody who organizes these missions. He knows what, knows what uh, these people are signing up for and is definitely willing to kill every single individual, no matter what. And... and- i i didn't uh, get that fully in the first movie but this movie she just i i mean viola was a fucking powerhouse in this movie
0: definitely yeah yeah and I, i was gonna say um and she was like one of the one of the major bright spots of the last movie too and i i'm pretty i could be wrong but i think she actually got less screen time in this movie but I feel like she had more of a presence in this movie at the same time, as, as weird as that is. It feels like she got less screen time. She might have. I'm not entirely sure. I, I would but I agree. Feel like, yeah, because she was in the first movie like a lot, right?
1: Yeah, because she she literally uh, for the first movie. She watched each of them with like uh, demonstrate their abilities. She talked to them. She, I mean, she was in like, I think a good majority of the third act of the movie and maybe half. Or a few, uh, good a good quarter of the uh, of the second half of the movie, so she was in it a good majority of that first movie. But the performance in this one outshined that that performance in Suicide Squad, and she had a very good performance. Like I think Viola Davis is perfectly cast as Amanda Waller.
0: She's definitely um, now, of course, my my fan casting will always be CCH Pounder and not just because she she was the the voice actress for uh, Amanda Waller in the uh, the cartoons i just i mean to me i see cch pounder i see amanda waller but viola davis is also has been a great uh, amanda waller as well
1: yes yes she has um so, i mean honestly they, yeah you're right cch pounder definitely she gave a great voice performance and i i have no doubt in my mind she would have given as good a performance as Viola Davis is, or, I mean, something comparable. But for what we have with Viola Davis, who is an uh, Academy Award, she's got an egot, for crying out loud. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with Viola Davis. Yo, she
0: yo, Amanda, we've only had, like, three Amanda live-action Amanda Wallers, right? There's, yeah, we've had um,
1: three. Oh, yeah, right. The one on Arrow. Yeah. Uh, the, the one uh, in Green Lantern, and yo, this one.
0: And who uh, that was, um... That was... Uh, everyone said she should have been Storm. Uh, Who, T'Challa's and mom? No, no, T'Challa's mom. Oh, Angela Bassett? Yes, Angela Bassett. Yeah, that was Angela Bassett in uh, Green Lantern, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And she she did an interesting job, job there. They played Amanda Waller as a scientist in that movie, but uh, whatever. That's besides the point. This movie, The Suicide Squad, I mean, like I said, it, it hits on so many... It hits so much better than the first one. From the action, to the dialogue, to the the sheer scope of the movie. The I mean, James Gunn. The man knows how to make movies, man. The man. I, and this is a movie where he said he had, like, DC let him do what he want. He didn't go back and do any additional photography. He made the movie he wanted to make. And you know how rare that is these days?
0: I, I feel like they might have learned their lesson from kind of interfering with uh, the first Suicide Squad. Uh, they interfered with, did they interfere with BVS a lot? Yes,
1: that's they why yeah, yeah. They, BVS, they later got the Ultimate Edition.
0: Yeah, interfered. Well, I mean, even the Ultimate Edition wasn't. Very good. But that's besides the point. But yeah, I, I feel like they're really starting to be like, all right, let's let's let these directors really, you know, let them do it. Now, granted, not every director. It, it's it's. I feel like it's a case by case basis on it, if you ask me, because sometimes some directors need to be reeled in a little bit, you know, not making, you know, long right. major epics, you know, that you, you gotta, you know, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, um, I really like I said, the man knows how to make movies, he definitely knows how to make a crowd pleaser, and this was to me a crowd pleaser.
1: This was definitely a crowd pleaser. You you get to you get, I think, great moments with just about every single character who was a part of the the main uh suicide squad team.
0: Yeah, this was uh, um, this movie was two hours, and it feels like twelve every, minutes. Every character that needed to get time got time. Now, obviously, some characters got more time than others, but obviously, the way it was, it was like it. Only, it was it was okay because like, and it we're not we're not gonna story. we're not gonna spoil anything in this part anyway. We're not gonna spoil anything, but the way like you remember in the first Suicide Squad, right? How everyone got a little intro, you know, except for right. the man who can climb anything. That guy What was a Slipknot? Slipknot, yeah, Slipknot. Yeah. And then, oh, mm-hmm. shocker, he's the only one who dies. Well, other than um, yeah, other than um, El Diablo, but he sacrificed himself, so that's kind of different. But yeah, in this movie, you re- you legitimately do not, you can't predict who's gonna die. I'm going to just say that.
1: No. Yeah. Nobody is freaking safe. This, I mean, in terms of deaths in this movie, because it's called Suicide Squad for a reason. And I brought that point up the other day, or uh, well, yesterday, in fact, that uh, the first Suicide Squad had two deaths. This one, on the other hand, like, like you were just saying, you, you, you're not going to expect who's going to die. But it's like, whoa, shit, wow, that, whoa, I didn't expect, whoa, we were just, I thought, like, we were connecting with this character. Okay, cool. So there's a lot of A lot of things that you don't expect to happen in this movie that happen in this movie. Yeah, I mean, there there is
0: technically like one character. Well, if we're being real, two characters that you know they're not going to kill one because I mean they make them too much damn money, and the other is because they're getting an HBO Max show. But everyone else is pretty much, hey, they could go anytime.
1: Right. Right. And and yeah, I would just say. The trailer says, uh, I mean, the trailers and the posters have said, don't get attached. And boy, they weren't lying. They were not lying. And this movie's, um, we're talking about all these deaths. This movie is probably one of the goriest, like bloodiest superhero movies I've seen in quite a while. Like, I would say bloodier than I even think Deadpool 1 and 2 were.
0: Agreed, agreed. Yeah, definitely the mo- the bloodiest uh DC movie and absolutely definitely one of the bloodiest superhero movies ever. I mean
1: sure, uh, on so that damn R rating. Uh
0: Punisher Warzone. Was it Warzone? Is that the subtitle? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that, that probably, comes pretty close. Yeah. That one was that pretty comes, bloody. That's the that's, that's the closest gets. Yeah it's like it's that bloody if you've seen if you've seen a punisher war zone
1: but people die in also like very creative ways it's not just like boom a shotgun to the head or boom an explosion from amanda waller there are people people die in very creative ways in this movie
0: they do like in ways you wouldn't expect too you know it's 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 (laughs) <laughs> it almost feels kind of ghoulish to say it but like it, it you, you're like watching with your mouth open like yo did i just did i really just see what i just saw like what
1: no, <laughs> like what yeah. just happened
0: like what? i had
1: a couple of little jaw drop moments as well i was like ah yeah yeah, okay <laughs> okay wow um uh and, like technically let's talk technical here like cinematography in this movie very well done. it is uh, i like
0: i like that um james gunn went with um the uh is it it's a it's a fictional island right in dc yeah it's Corto maltese. yeah court maltese it's, it's from the the comics it's a fictional island and it, you know it gave it this the movie this like real totally different feel from the first movie um it you know it gave it, it gave it like a jungle feel you know like it gave like it a kind of more of
1: a, a rural urban feel yeah yeah definitely. like Predator or some shit right 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 it had that kind of urban salt to the earth like you're fucking roaming through jungles and cobblestone streets yeah this this the the, the cinematography from start to finish and i like the way and this isn't a spoiler i like the way how James Gunn kind of he has like the titles for each mission in the movie. Oh, the little the little stuff. You know
0: what? I kind of the, the little like in universe like some of the some of the like crabs or whatever would shift to now or right. something or like, we'll say 8 days earlier or right Operation like, I, Harley. Like, I like how he did that. Like he really
1: yeah. he really made this movie his own. And if this is, like, the style that James Gunn, like, no holds barred, this is James Gunn's style, like, I want to see more James Gunn superhero movies, or just more James Gunn movies where he's not tied down to, like, for example, a Marvel formula where there's, like, okay, James, we've got this, 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 and this that needs to be connected before Gamora or Drax can say this line or before they can do this, like, there was almost no need for any, like, connective tissue in this movie. This movie honestly can count as a standalone film. It doesn't even have to be a part of the main EU continuity. They mention Superman one time. They don't mention the Joker. They don't mention Bad Flag, They don't really mention any of the past events that have happened throughout the movie. Yeah, I mean, Uh, mean, there's move universe.
0: The closest is there. There, you can tell, like, because Boomerang and Harley and Flag know each other. That I clearly, it's supposed to be at least halfway a sequel. It's like a sequel slash. It's a soft soft reboot. reboot. Yeah, but like certain things and interactions between characters only make sense if you acknowledge the first movie.
1: Yeah, which is why I say which is. Why they said don't get attached because they don't. As that progresses, not, that doesn't need to be heavily relied on.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, they man, I ain't gonna say who, but they did, they did, they did him. That one, that was the first one. I was like, wait, what the what what?
1: Talk about huh? in the beginning. What? Yeah,
0: and I was like, they did him dirty. Thumbs up, like, right? Oh my god! And part of me was like sad because damn, I really liked him too. He was, he was, yeah, he, you I mean, know, I, have, I don't don't they say too much.
1: A, they had a they I think they were whoever we're we talking about, they were a real bright spot. Um they have a real personality, a real charm, and you know you want to see more of this this villainous character appear in the DCEU as you know technically they're supposed to. But um that was really the okay. moment.
0: That was really the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, anybody can go. Okay, cool. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Cause that Anybody. I did not see that coming at all, man. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk performances. Uh, we already mentioned uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, who is just stone cold in this movie, man. She is ruthless. She she don't give a damn about killing children in this movie, man.
1: Nope, women, children. She's as bad. Anybody as can maker. get it.
0: My goodness. But um, Idris Elba as Bloodsport.
1: Idris Alba. Uh, um he, he definitely comes off as kind of like that that selfish kind of prick. So uh which you don't really see too much in Idris Elba, uh, at least in his performances. But he he kind but you get a sense that he's this is all he he's known, you know. He's been thrusted into his life by his past, by his upbringing, and you know, it reflects in his performance, even uh, his performance, I mean. With his character being a father, a reluctant father at that. Uh, Damn, that doesn't Storm, sound familiar. To Storm Reed's character. Okay. Well, he wasn't a reluctant father, okay? You're that was the about only difference
0: kids? between those two days. Look, this was Deadshot. Let's be real. Let's keep it real. He was Deadshot. The only, the, literally the only difference is he was a bit more of a reluctant father. And quite frankly... Bloodsport and being a he
1: reluctant
0: father, low key, him being a reluctant father kind of makes him a better dad in a way. Because let's be real, I understand Storm Reed; you want him to be a dad, but he, he, like Bloodsport, he knows he's a piece of shit. That's why he's telling you to stay away from him. He said to stay
1: away from him and guys like him. Yeah. So technically, you I would bad, say
0: Bloodsport is the better dad
1: in a way, for sure. I, I'll even give you that. First, I'll definitely give you that. But I mean. Uh, I do think his performance was like a reluctant leader, kind of like, fuck, you really put me in a fucking tight space, Amanda Waller. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and lead your fucking Suicide Squad. But I really like just upper performances. I mean, I liked liked his banter back and forth with Peacemaker. I liked, like, he kind of was, like, over everybody's idiocy. He was. I wouldn't say he was the smartest one in the room, but he was definitely the one that was like casing and then analyzing everything and being like, "Oh, you guys are fucking stupid."
0: Yeah, and his all his action scenes were just cool. So like, he just went in and just wrecked shot.
1: Like right. he, he
0: he was like it was like it was a fucking Hobbs and Shaw again, you know? He right, it, and
1: taking it, everyone it, out.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of peacemaker, yeah, John
1: performance. As peacemaker was he this was interesting. It was funny. It was definitely funny. Like it, it. I mean, it definitely, you know, didn't doesn't warrant what what I'm I'm assuming we'll see in the future with this character. But I mean, he was a dick. He was a fucking. He was a pa- He was a patriotic dickhead.
0: Yeah, like his whole thing i mean his whole personality is kind of summed up in that one sentence he said um i love peace and i'll kill anyone to get peace women I'll children to any whoever man women and child to achieve to get peace. Peace. you know that's 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 his character in a nutshell right um and yeah i like look this is why i was kind of low-key disappointed with cena in um f9 because like I, I i'm a wrestling fan right so I, i'm used to like Cena and I'm, I'm like Cena's like one of the biggest like fucking hams in the world Like the, the guy's legitimately like funny and charming and like he can be over the top and it's not like annoying like he's just you know he's just you know that's him but like in F9 they just kind of made him stoic you know bland not too much personality I feel like in here he really actually got to show off yeah he's just, he can be like over the top kind of dorky you know and it, and it works you know I'm I'm kind of mm-hmm. I don't know about that mask. I still don't know. I I appreciate that they were very very comic accurate to the Peacemaker's costume. I don't think they could have gotten any more accurate than they did. But that that mask, man, it just it it I he I, he I just can't with that mask. I don't know. Maybe they should have done something different with the mask. But you know. And uh, have you seen Cena like? Walking around everywhere in the peacemaker costume. Every
1: every press junket he's at. Yeah, he's yeah. He's peacemaker.
0: so yeah, that's just hilarious. Like honestly, to his soul, I feel like Cena is low-key a shit poster, like to his soul.
1: What is like, a shit I really poster? do. Like, like he kind of he's low-key kind of a troll. I think he Oh is. yeah. Oh little I, little I listen, to my man, all those years in the WWE and people talking uh, booing Cena, he had to learn to be a troll. Yeah, so his feelings wouldn't be hurt. Yeah, you ever seen his
0: Instagram account? It's like the, the weirdest, like, avant-garde thing.
1: And, In the, it's not the mother, what you'd expect. The mother, I'm, like I'm that. sorry, let me not curse. But the, the, the dude follows us on Twitter. What the hell? <laughs> I don't, well, you Appreciate know. you, Mr. Cena. Thank yeah. you for following us. Yeah, thanks for the follow, bro. You, I mean, this character is obscure as hell. Uh, Yo, he James Gunn,
0: you know what James Gunn did? He went up to Warner Brothers in D.C. and said, hey, give me a list of every character that you're never going to do shit with, and I'm going to do something with them. Every single E, not even D-list, give me your E-list and F-list characters so I can put them on. I even
1: looked up, I even looked into Peacemaker. His, like, his backstory and his comic history is very, very limited, like, I think he had a run in the 60s, uh, like a six-issue run in the 60s, a six-issue or a four or five-issue run in the 80s, and maybe something in the late 90s, but that was it. He hasn't really appeared much in DC continuity in terms of the comics. So James Gunn is kind of inventing this character solely on his own, really.
0: And off the strength of James Gunn's writing and Cena's performance, you know, he's like... Well, I guess this, I mean this is public knowledge by now. He's getting a show on HBO Max, so I mean we're gonna get to see more of him.
1: Yeah, for some reason or another, you didn't. Well, oh. I mean, I thought you liked it. You you no, didn't no. like Peacemaker? Oh, I mean he was cool. I just I just don't know. I need to see to see a whole show around him. You don't think he can carry a show? It's not that I don't think he can. I'm sure he could. Like I'm trying I'm really I'm really trying to have faith in Cena as an actor. But I'm just saying I don't that particular character, I don't feel like I need to see a whole series. Mm. Six to ten uh apparently the first the first
0: season the first season's eight episodes. Ah,
1: uh, <sighs> that could that could have easily been five or six. <gasps> uh but, well we I, don't yeah. know we don't know the length of the episodes but he definitely was cool he definitely was like a brutal like villain like he and uh it just up was blood sport going back and forth trying to outkill one another <laughs> was pretty great i'm not gonna knock that but i don't know if i need to see like a whole series based on this dude who almost took out one of my favorite characters
0: Oh, in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah, yeah, same. I mean, well, I, like I said, Cena's, Cena's charming and, you know, people like him, so. Uh, um, Margot Robbie. Well, now, yeah, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I mean, what can be said that hasn't been said before, right? She she is to Harley Quinn what Chris Reeves was to Superman, basically. She was,
1: She elevates the character every time she plays it.
0: She really does. And I really like her character's evolution uh, every time we see her in the movie. You know, I found it interesting. I I, I was looking at her tats. And you know the old tattoo that used to say property of the Joker. No, no. no. The, the one on her back that said, used to say uh. property of the Joker, now it says yeah. property of no one.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. But her but her chest tat still says Daddy's little monster. I
0: mean, anybody can be daddy.
1: I ain't specifically uh. Uh, Maybe, anybody can be daddy, you know? I mean, we pretty, I'm pretty sure we all know who her daddy is.
0: I mean, she ain't, clearly she ain't messing with him no more. You know, they broke up as of uh, Birds of Prey.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's good. I'm just saying, I think that needs to go. <laughs> I um, think in order for her to have her full uh, evolution as a character, the, that one needs to go.
0: Maybe just you know what she's into. You know, I mean, hey, why are you, why are
1: you, why are you kink shaming? Why am I kink shaming? I
0: ain't kink yeah. shaming shit. Let her, let her have her daddy's little monster tattoo. It was it
1: was fine with that. It's in reference to the Joker, bro. that was that tattoo was there during the first Suicide Squad, and until it's gone or changed to something else,
0: that's like movie Harley's trademark. You know how many. You know how many girls out here with women out here with Daddy's Little Monster shirts they get from not Hot that Topic. I, I have seen quite a few.
1: Yes, and do you know where that came from? Harley's love for a Joker. That's why they wear ah, it for the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. You are not proving your point; you're just proving yeah. that she is further enabling which, people to love their own monsters.
0: Which, by the way, it's kind of funny that she got like a shirt logo as a tattoo. But I guess people... I mean, people have gotten dumber things as tattoos. Wasn't
1: wasn't the the logo first and then the shirt?
0: I have no idea. I just know the lo- it's Daddy's little monster shirt, and she also has the tat that says this. That, so I don't... I, I have no idea. Oh, right. Um, you know what I found interesting, actually, especially in comparison to the first movie? Like, the first movie, you know, Harley's in, like, booty shorts... There's, like, ass shots. There's literally a moment where the camera pans up, like, shows her whole body. In this one, she's not really sexualized at all. She's just, you know, funny and killing motherfuckers. That's it. She's funny, badass.
1: She's written well. Yeah, she's written well, very much so. And, you know, you really get the sense, like, for sure, that this Harley Quinn is definitely, like, mentally ill. Yeah, there was a
0: yeah, there was a couple moments where she hallucinates. Actually, pretty similar. Didn't she hallucinate sometimes in uh, Birds of Prey as well?
1: I don't know about hallucinating. Uh, I don't know about hallucinating. I know there, there was drugs. a whole like musical number thing, right? Was there? Uh, she was on drugs, I think, during that. Oh, uh, Okay.
0: But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know a lot but, of people always ask well why would amanda waller put the joker's girlfriend on this team and i i guess incredible. here or she shows why you know but That's yeah yeah incredible. but the thing is about the suicide squad it's not just people that are expendable it's also people that can actually like get the mission done you know what i mean right
1: who, who like who, if so, they die
0: who? cool But at the end of the the day, I still want to get this mission actually done.
1: Right. They're in it for their own self-interest to get out of prison.
0: Yeah. And Waller needs them because no one cares if they're dead. And she needs people who are capable of
1: actually doing this stuff. And who can fly under the radar as villains. Because that's what they are. No one's going to suspect villains to be run by the government to to carry out secret missions.
0: Who's going to do that? yeah that's the wall for you um daniella melchior i am sorry because i know i said your name incorrectly as rat catcher too um, man
1: that was the heart of the movie right there. yeah i was
0: about to say the same exact thing she was surprisingly the heart of the movie like you really feel for her. she don't even feel like a, i mean the worst thing she did apparently was rob a bank
1: with some rats. with rats is that Whatever. even really
0: that bad on the grand scale of all these other villains, you know? I mean, I and, feel like she's a villain with quotation marks, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, surprise, fucking who's her dad in the movie? Spoiler alert. I mean, she's Ratcatcher 2, so Ratcatcher 1, freaking Taika Watiti. Yeah, I remember, I
0: was like, the whole movie, I'm like, yo, where's Taika Waititi at? Is he a voice somewhere? Is it a... A secret cameo because I remember that's who I to... thought
1: was going to voice King Shark. Remember?
0: Oh I thought, yeah, oh, man, that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, and he then it, kinda it, it, kinda it turned like out corn to be a um, or a shark. Sylvester Stallone as uh, as King Shark, but yeah, no, Takahataichi like showing up, so that was that was kind of nice. I kind of liked the relationship that Ratcatcher Two had with uh, with Bloodsport Two. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it was
1: kind of like reflective of what he wishes his relationship was like with his daughter. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, I and I what think did I th- you
1: think about King Shark?
0: oh man uh my, oh, man. my may have been my favorite character
1: oh i thought that was going so the other way <laughs>
0: oh oh no. No, no no i love king shark man i want to see yeah, king shark every time i see king shark in a movie or tv show i love him whether that be in the flash the harley quinn cartoon uh this movie i love I, I love king shark man king shark's my guy Are you kidding me
1: he's a yeah, giant man, he... shark
0: that just eats people
1: he definitely is super dumb, but he's def- he's lovable he's like he's, he's like a cute
0: he's like a giant puppy that eats people,
1: yeah, 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 that can also read and talk and he say was pretending
0: words. to read that book was upside down
1: upside down
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it was he was um,
0: pretending to read
1: that's what that was,
0: which is funny you did you like him more than uh, I want some
1: BET? oh for sure he <laughs> He was not a (laughs) he was not a caricature of somebody else. I still can't believe they had.
0: They had Killer crocs say that shit. Jesus Christ!
1: (laughs) I want some BT.
0: (laughs) I want some papas too. Give me some (laughs) chains. Jesus Christ, man! Who the fuck wrote that shit? Oh my god!
1: But I think they won,
0: they won. an award for his uh, his uh, his costume, his too, makeup. Yeah, his makeup. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, uh, like, how do
1: you feel about yeah. the King Shark CG? I thought it was pretty good. I thought the CG. I thought the CG. Of this movie period was damn good. Yeah. Like from the 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 buildings and the backgrounds to the main uh, antagonist as uh, supposedly King Shark. I think it looked. As realistic as it as it could, honestly, I I quite liked it. I think it was like I honestly cannot believe that the way the CGI looked that this movie came under budget when it was filming. Really? Huh. Yeah, that's what the uh, producer Charles Rovin, said. James Gunn came under budget.
0: That's wild. They must have, either he's really good at like budgeting, or maybe they just gave him a really big budget. But either way, that's amazing because this movie looks expensive now.
1: Man, yeah, and you know, from the freaking trailers and posters and shit, you never really got uh, a sense of how grand the scope of this movie was. But boy, is the scope of this movie, although it's it's uh, centered on this small island, it's it feels huge. It feels huge.
0: It does. It does. I mean, speaking of huge,
1: <laughs> As she said.
0: Oh God. How'd you feel about Starro?
1: Ah, Starro. Okay. Um first of all, I love the I love like I said, the CG on Starro looked amazing. Okay.
0: Um
1: I like that he was um he, she, they, it. I like that it was basically like it was found in space accidentally. Uh and then it just was kind of experimented on for decades and was used as kind of a...
0: against a, its will. I mean against our... its will to, to, to kill. Low key is kind of a victim in all this. Yeah, he's he's
1: kind of a victim. He he wanted to fucking go back up into space and look at the stars, but yet he's like, Nope, this island is mine now. I've been here for thirty years. I've been cultivating all these prisoners and all these people. Like, I'm gonna stay and if you know there's a problem, come fuck with me. Come talk to me. But I like Sparrow, and you're right. He definitely was a a victim at some point, and you know, pretty much the the entire time he was in cap captivity.
0: Mm. Yeah, at, at and, a certain point during the movie, I, I'm I just like I'm sitting back and I'm like I'm watching it, and like I can and to, I I think to myself, man, I can't believe right now I'm watching the Polka Dot Man. And King Shark fights Starro,
1: and they're doing it pretty badass. And I love
0: it. I have no complaints. It's it's great. Like, cause one of the big problems with the first Suicide Squad movie, right, is Amanda Waller put this team together to like fight metahumans and shit. And it's like, well, if that doesn't make any sense. Why would you get Harley Quinn and an assassin and the man who can climb anything? to fight superman that don't make no damn sense but here they fix it where okay no it's to do black ops missions and it's not like she sent them to fight starro starro just happened to be there they, they were actually sent to like high retrieve
1: information
0: yeah 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 like retrieve information stuff they weren't even supposed to do nothing about starro waller was ready to just let starro just do whatever you know so I thought that was a really good way to like fix what what went wrong with the first movie, um, and I brought up Polkadot Man. Uh, How do you feel about Polkadot Man? <laughs> I,
1: thought, I thought his motivations throughout the movie were like hilarious, and if when you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. But his driving motivation to like use his powers or whatever, and to like be in the hero moment, I thought. When when you saw those moments, they were hilarious. Uh, I thought you know it was also it, it was definitely uh, an interesting um, take or idea to kind of have him swell up and need to expel um, the polka dots, so to speak, uh, every, twice a day. Like I thought, I thought that was interesting, and I liked the makeup and everything. I was like, wow. And his performance, he definitely, he was he was kind of one of the more quiet ones of on the team. But did you peep that he was an L, He was LGBTQIA plus a part of that. Wait, really? I didn't. Yeah, remember? Did I miss he Was uh, member, uh? Oh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but well, all I'm gonna say is Milton. Oh,
0: is that what that was supposed to imply?
1: Yeah, at the very towards the end, yeah. I thought
0: that was just because he like really liked him. I didn't realize, he... oh, okay, I, I didn't pick up on that at all. Uh-huh. He, are, you, are, are you sure?
1: Yeah, no, he like, um, uh, Idris Elba said, When did you start falling in love with it? it was, uh, he was like, Listen, sure it, was...
0: it's. Are you sure that I, wasn't I, just him like messing with him? I don't think he like no, meant he was being literal. We
1: got HBO Max. We could go back and re- reel it back. But I it think it was okay. I mean, if it is
0: uh, cool, I just I didn't pick up on that at all. I thought he was just feeling guilty about it. But okay, well,
1: cool. for and why the fuck was that guy even there? Anyway, this is right, a good question. Was, I would have gone like, home. I have no like, powers. I was hired oh. just to take you around the city.
0: He was there for no reason, but yeah, man, David uh, Dastmalchi, Kian das that did a really good job oh. as Bokkadan, man. And I, you know, hey, this guy stays, you know, he stays in DC Universe, man. He's no, he he's stays, on the Flash. He has a Abracadabra. He was in the Dark Knight. He was Knight. in the Dark Knight. Yeah, he man. was in uh, Ant Man. He was. Oh, he's yeah. that guy. He's the Russian dude, right? Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah, yo, he's he's a, he's like a superhero movie journeyman.
1: Oh, and um, you well, you I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but he plays uh Calendar Man in the the new animated Batman. Uh, oh, Long Halloween. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, I need, he, I, I he need to. He plays Calendar Batman
1: Man in that in that movie. Those two. movies.
0: Speaking of which, <laughs> it's hilarious that you bring up Calendar Man. Because that oh, yeah, might have been, been my favorite Gun. cameo. That was my favorite cameo. I love calendar. I'm like, as soon as I saw his bald head with the months on his forehead, I'm like, oh shit. They put calendar man up here. Wow. That's wow. That was one of my favorite cameos right there. There's actually a lot of cameos in here that you can you, know, you can uh, stop and look at that, that are really cool to see. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. Um
1: Weasel. Who was also played by Sean Gunn.
0: Yeah, Weasel, man. I <laughs> Weasel, I feel like he's gonna be a lot of people's low-key favorite character because he is just there's so much about Weasel that it's just i he's don't a know what to say
1: he's a ball of interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. He's just so he's just a he's yeah, he's great.
0: Now obviously we can't go through the whole list because there's just so many people on this cast. But um, so, like, real quick, uh, I thought, who played TDK?
1: Oh, uh, Nathan Fillion.
0: Yes, Nathan Fillion. I thought Nathan Fillion was hilarious as TDK. <laughs> but do you, is there a reason why they changed his name from Arm Falloff Boy to, by the way, TDK stands for det- the t- detachable kid. It's, you know, he takes his arms off and, you know. But why? do you know why they changed his name?
1: No, <clears throat> I do not.
0: Is there maybe they just thought it sounded less goofy? I don't know, but you know, <laughs> I, I have no idea.
1: Um, who did uh
0: Pete Davidson play?
1: He played Blackguard,
0: Blackguard. I thought Blackguard was hilarious. Um, I thought th- that little like side plot between Javelin and Harley, I thought that was kind of interesting. To, to that's that uh, yeah. kind of a through line through the whole movie. I thought
1: Javelin really played by yeah. Flu Borg. yeah, yeah.
0: Is I feel like I've seen him and stuff. Is he is he from something I know?
1: Jab yeah, uh Flula Borg. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean he was in Pitch Perfect.
0: It might have been worse. Or
1: song. Oh um, no, I, I didn't see two. He was uh, yeah. I don't think he's been in anything else. Really, he's more like a internet comedian.
0: Oh okay, okay. Maybe I'm just thinking of something else
1: or someone else. <clears throat>
0: uh I was kind of surprised Mongol was in here because like she's Mongol's daughter, right? And Mongol is a pretty big DC villain. He at
1: is, least in the comics. Vi- she's a big Superman villain, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was kind of surprised that they used Mongal here and the way they used her, because well, this kind of implies that Mongol's running around somewhere and like yeah,
1: Mongol exists out in the world if they have a
0: plan i would figure Mongol. well i mean it's the dc universe they don't have a plan but i would think if, it, if i were them and i'm i'm kind of mimic well you know padded pattering off of marvel once they defeat uh dark side i would probably set up Mongol to be my next big villain if it were me but i, I don't know who knows what they're gonna do you know Um, But yeah, man, like I said, we're not going to go down the whole cast because it's just so it's a it's a big cast full of a lot of talented people. But everyone did a good job. There wasn't a bad performance in the bunch. Um, Amanda Waller's uh, uh, employees. I mean, even they were pretty entertaining, honestly. You know, in the beginning they're they're, they're, they're taking bets on who's going to die first and shit. That was that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, they have their own story and I'm sure they might they'll probably end up appearing once again in the Peacemaker spinoff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, which is probably part of the reason why they had such a significant presence in the movie. Um, So, yeah, like you said, man, this is definitely an improvement on the first movie. Um, Everyone did a good job, you know.
1: This one blows the first movie out of the water. Yeah. Okay, let's let's, let's keep it a buck. It's not an improvement. This blows that shit out of the water. Yeah. For me... Maybe not for you, but for me, this is my this is my new favorite DCEU movie. This is my number one. Uh, well, this is my number two,
0: actually. Yeah, it's my number two. That. Yeah, my no- oh, yeah, yeah. Number one for me was uh, Shazam.
1: Shazam.
0: Yeah,
1: I, eh. I- I've never had a lot of
0: charm to it. It's in my Christmas movie rotation now. You know, it's, I-, I like I mean, Shazam. It's I really movie. like Shazam. Yeah,
1: it, it definitely. I no, I'm not saying it's not good. It's definitely good. It's just I wouldn't say it's. I mean, it might be like three or four for me. What do you have? But that's a, still pretty high on the list.
0: Okay. But yeah, man, I, I really liked it. For me, this movie was a a clear uh, four it out delivered. of five.
1: It did. It's four a four out
0: of four and a half. Actually, I might say four and a half.
1: Four. I four give and a, half. It a five out of five for me. I was blown away by James Gunn' direction, the cinematography, the writing, the action, the how freaking violent and gory it was because it it needed to be that it's, this movie deserved an R rating and that's what it got and I'm I'm pretty happy about it I think it the first one would have could have benefited from an R rating I think but that, that didn't have nothing have, to do with the writing it, or the editing
0: it could have benefited from a lot of things actually but yeah man um, love the movie um that's the end of the show uh you can find us on social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Listen to the show on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh Spotify, of course. Um, follow us everywhere. This- Links in the description. Follow us Christian on
1: Blurs. Yeah, on Twitch. Twitch.
0: And uh any final comments?
1: Um, I if this is the direction DC is going in, as long well as at least in terms of giving their writers and directors more free reign. By all means, please do so. Um, of course, there are some who have like three or four hour movies that don't need to have the three or four hour movies. Like a dude was saying earlier, but as long as the creative talent is there and given the ability to to be that creative talent, like James Gunn showcased in this movie, I think, and even Todd Phillips with the Joker, um, I think that this is a a solid foundation for where DC can go moving forward.
0: Big time, big time. I, I fully agree. Uh so that's it. That's the end of the show. Black Lives Matter. And always have, always will. We're out. Peace. Peace. Maker. That was
1: I'm cutting that out. No!